0: Hey, good Friday morning and welcome back to another happy hour edition of the Stripe Show podcast. Express version where I bring you everything you need to know in the week of golf in 15 minutes or less, sometimes a few minutes more. Have some grace with me. This morning I'm recording a little bit early. Um, So my happy hour is a coffee with oat milk and uh, vanilla syrup. It's great. That's what we're sipping on this morning. That will be changed uh, to either wine or tequila probably at the ripe hour of noon. Um, It's just shaping up to be. That kind of day so far. That being said, the reason I'm recording this so early today, I've got friends coming into town this weekend. I hired a um, cleaning service to come in and clean my house. So if you've ever done that, you know that you have to clean before the cleaning lady comes, which is like the most... Bass-Asswords awkward, th- ass words things I've ever heard in my life, but whatever. Um, I'm your host, Samantha Marks. If you don't know that by now, hey, I appreciate you joining us. Um, if you're watching this, this is our platform, StreamYard. We love it. We figured out a way to make this video really cool, um, so I'm glad that you are watching us. We've got a few things to talk about today. We've got Tory Pines, the Farmers Insurance Open. Um, Round two starts later today. We've got Pacific Coast Time Golf. So um, things are great for the East Coast people. We get to watch it in bed. We get to watch it late at night while it's still happening live on the West Coast. So I always love that. Patrick Reed tied for the lead. Me and my man, Travis Fulton, we love to see that. Um, We've got yesterday they played Lift Clean in Place kind of in preparation for bad weather the rest of the weekend. So I we thought that was an interesting play. Twitter kind of went all crazy over that, saying, you know, what is that about? You can't just play it on a bright and, sh- and sunny day in order to level the playing field. But there are two different courses that they're playing this week. So it kind of makes sense. Um, we've got Kepka announced a uh, coaching change after the Masters last year. Kind of ironic. We'll get into that. Uh, Rory wore some really short shorts. Um, on the range at Torrey Pines, which was just interesting. If you haven't seen that, I don't don't know actually if I would suggest you going to look at it. It's a little bit nightmarish. Uh, We've got a new CBS producer in town. So we don't, you know, what we're going to see on this weekend's broadcast might be a little bit different than normal. Bryson has been eerily quiet this week, so we need to discuss that. And then, of course, we have the mailbag, and we have a ton of questions, you guys. Thank you so much for always sending um, your thoughts, your comments, concerns. On this weekend golf, it's so much more fun when I know what you guys want me to talk about. It's really awesome, so thank you guys so much for sending those. So we'll get right into it. Try to stick to our time budget. If you're new here, again, thank you so much for watching. This is just a way for me to bring you everything that you need to know in a quick, short, condensed version on your Friday um, heading into the weekend. It's good to just kind of catch up on your niches and areas that you're interested in. And for me, um, hour-long podcasts are just just not always the way to go. So I try to bring this to you in an express version. So I'm just glad you're here and I really appreciate it. So getting right into it this week, um, Patrick Reed is tied for the lead and Torrey Pines and the scores were supposed to be a little bit higher. This is supposed to be a little bit of a harder course, but that's that's not really showing its teeth yet. Um, Patrick Reed, uh, I am a Patrick Reed fan. And if you want to block me now, I understand uh, sometimes the trash takes itself out, but Uh, Travis and I are Patrick Reed fans, and I don't know how that's going to land in the Twitter community. So I'm just going to put that out there. I love to see Patrick Reed do well. And maybe that's maybe that's a personality thing for me where I like to go against the grain. Um, Now that I think about it, that's probably what it is, like a little bit of rebellion factor there. Um, But I'd love to see him win here at Torrey Pines. I think this is um, a bigger event on the schedule this year with the field. So Travis and I, we love to see Patrick in the lead. Um, As I said, they played lift clean in place yesterday uh, because it's supposed to be bad weather Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now there's two different courses, so people will be playing the courses at different times. But the people who were on the ground at Torrey Pines said it was just kind kind of weird because it was like bright and sunny and beautiful and they were playing lift, clean and place. So, um, kind of a preventative measure there, but I, I do see where they're coming from. I just think it's a little strange when you think about it, but I guess, I guess it makes sense. Um, earlier this week, Brooks Kepka announced that he switched coaches just a couple days after the masters last year, which obviously Brooks, I mean, uh, Dustin Johnson won and, uh, Travis and I have always talked about the fact that Dustin Johnson really fuels Brooks Kepka, right? Like Kepka gets pissed when Dustin Johnson is playing well. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But in his actions and in this coaching change, for example, he was with Claude Harmon III, who also coaches DJ, right? So maybe Brooks is just kind of like, okay, you know, I want to just do my own thing and go my own route. And I don't want to be <clears throat> tied to whoever this other guy is tied to, right? So. If for my opinion, I don't think it was a coincidence. The timing of that coaching change was right after DJ won the masters. Um, but I'd love to know your thoughts. Let me know if you think it was coincidental or if you think it was on purpose. I think it was, it was on purpose, but we'll just leave that there. Um, Rory wore some seriously short shorts on the range at Tory Pines. And I don't even know what else I need to say about that. They were tight. They were short. Um, they were like tan. So it was almost like the color of his leg a little bit. And, um, you know, as a girl, like I, I didn't have a problem with it, but, um, a little bit mortifying for probably the other males on the range. Um, but he is looking like Travis noted earlier this week, he is looking fit. He's looking focused. And we'll get to that in the mailbag a couple people asked how I think Rory's year is going to be. And we'll get to that. There's a new CBS producer in town, which, um, I saw a lot of buzz about on Twitter and Instagram this week. And I also saw a really good take on it, and that is that it doesn't need to be complicated. I understand that CBS wants to make things really cool and they want to make, you know, be the best of the best and make things look really innovative. But all people want to see are more golf shots. That's literally all people want to see. And when it comes down to coverage complaints, it comes down to the too many commercials, the too many interviews. And I understand that there's obligations for commercials and sponsor interviews. I totally understand that. But this is what it comes down to is that people want to see more golf shots. So I'm excited to see what the CBS Producers do differently here in 2021. But at the same time, there is an art to just simplifying things and um, not overcomplicating them, especially when it comes to golf broadcasting. Um, a little bit concerningly, on a different note, Bryson has been extremely quiet this week. Um, I don't know if he is ill, if he is having uh, brain fog or uh, what's going on, but he is, I haven't heard anything from him this week. Um, I haven't really seen any headlines about him. So I can't decide if I like it or not, because he's a big part of the content that I tweet about and that I post about and that I talk about on this podcast. So Um, Bryson, if you're out there and you could like do something um, that would make everybody talk about you, that would be great. I'd really appreciate it. Um, so that you're pretty much caught up on this week of golf. And look, that was like five minutes. It's amazing. Um now we're gonna get into the mailbag, which I posted on um I posted on uh Instagram and Twitter about questions, comments, concerns, topics um, anything really to talk about, uh, what we want to go over this week. So I'm just going to run through them. We have quite a bit, so I'm going to try to not stay on, um, each topic, uh, for too long. One thing that I want to preface before this, I got kicked off my parents' phone bill this, uh, this week. So that is a tragic event in my life. Um, it's finally happening, y'all. I'm finally getting older and I'm getting, more responsibilities day by day. And it's just a hard realization. Um, We will, we will adapt, we will overcome. Uh, But other than that, if anybody knows how to get your own phone plan, would appreciate that. Um, Speaking of that on Instagram, Dan asked me, how does one get their own phone bill asking for a friend? Dan, I don't know. If you figure it out, let me know. Um, Maddie says, if you don't have a handicap, don't take early tee times and play slow. I would agree with that. Uh, nothing irritates me more than going out for an early round of golf, which is one of my favorite times to play. Cause then you have all afternoon. It's beautiful. You're dew sweeping as they say, and there's these high handicap players with zero consideration for the people behind them in front of you. So I would definitely agree with you there, Maddie. Um, Pete asked about players equipment changes, and that was just like a general topic to talk about. So I assume that this comes from the ROM change, Uh, I think it was like two weeks ago now, ROM changing equipment companies after he had a great year last year, I am of the mindset of that these players probably can play with anything right. However, like like these John roms and Dustin Johnsons, they can probably hit any club, right? I at this point i would I would think that most of the of the equipment technology is similar. Um, yeah, there's a few different innovations here and there, but from from brand to brand, I wouldn't think that there would be like a monumental difference or else everybody would play be playing the same thing, right? So I do think that these players could play anything that they wanted to. However, I would say that, Going, turning away from something that has done you good and served you a good purpose um, does seem a little strange, especially with the ROM um, of the world, with the Justin Roses of the world, like when he switched equipment um, and then started playing very poorly, so. That's my thoughts on that. Um, Ron asked, "What is 21 going to look like for the tour? When will they allow galleries again?" Ron, your guess is as good as mine. For, selfishly, I'd love to see them start allowing more fans um, for the Florida swing because obviously it's here in Florida, and I'd love to go watch. I just don't know if that's a reality right now um, with the with the COVID 19 vaccine um, approaching and and starting to get distributed. I just don't know what that's going to look like. So I don't have an answer for you. Um, Nathan's asked me a very loaded question. And if anybody has an answer, I would love to hear yours. Nathan says, how does one hit a golf ball straight and in the air? And... Nathan, I wish I had an answer for you, but I think that that would take a lot longer than 15 minutes um, to try to explain it. But I will say that the person hosting this podcast, Travis Fulton Golf, has some great instructional videos and some online lessons, and we post tips on his page every single day. So I would direct you there. It's a good place to start. Um, Max asked, which young star do I like in 2021? He referenced that he liked Colin Morikawa coming out and kind of separating himself from that youngster pack. Um, it's interesting when you think about the youngster packs, because it wasn't that long ago that that youngster group that now we're looking at Morikawa, Hovland, um, and all of those guys Scheffler, all those guys, it wasn't very long ago that we were looking at that same demographic of people in the Justin Thomas, uh, Ricky, Jordan Spieth, that same kind of year. And don't even get me started on the fact that those guys are the same age as me, like the Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas's. That makes me feel just very, very um, underachieved in my life, but we won't go there. So as far as young stars that I like in 2021, I do like Colin Morikawa's game. I like how he I do feel like he's already separated himself a little bit with um, his play. Uh, So I would agree with you there. I like him for this year. Max also asked, will DJ place a green jacket on himself? Um, I think it's a great possibility. He clearly loved uh, Augusta this year and the new the other masters in April is only like 68 days away now so it's not like there's too much separation in in um the venue and I think it's really cool that we're getting two back-to-back masters so um I think that DJ putting the green jacket on himself is a is a big possibility um Michelle asked, Michelle Tessori asked, how do you play in a hoodie? And I re- I responded with the video of me playing in a hoodie. I think it was like two weeks ago. And her point was that, the, that the hood kind of like wraps around you when you're, <laughs> when you're swinging and it kind of does. Um, but I would say that when I did play in a hoodie, I didn't notice it. Um, but now I will be noticing it on every shot. So thank you, Michelle. Um, Matt asked what's wrong with Tony Fino? And talk about a question that would take longer than 15 minutes to discuss. Travis and I always joke that there are a few things that we always talk about on this podcast, right? We always talk about Jordan Spieth. We always talk about Bryson. We always talk about Tiger and we always talk about Tony Finau and Tony Finau just can't get it done on Sundays. It's almost like he's scared of the lead or scared to win or something like that. And he's, he's riding on a win from 2016, So something's got to give with him. Um, Don't get me wrong. Like Kevin Kisner said a couple weeks ago, you do make a lot of money for coming in 20th, for coming in 2nd, for coming in 3rd. But at the same time, you have to win golf tournaments. And I, trust me, I would love nothing more than to see him just kind of have a domination phase. But I don't know if that's going to come sooner or later. Bogey Proof asked, when does Rory win his next major? I think it's this year. Judging off of how good he looks here at Torrey Pines, Travis made a good point. He looks focused. He looks fit. He looks healthy. He looks ready. Um, he kind of was playing really good golf and then he got married, had a baby, did all that stuff, kind of went on another path in his life. And in my opinion, from watching him, didn't look as focused, didn't look as prepared and, and kind of dialed in. Now I feel like he's back to that. And it's really exciting for, for Rory fans to see. Um, Ben asked, am I foolish for holding out hope for Jordan Spieth again this year? Ben we all want Jordan to play well. I know I've said some things about Jordan Spieth in the past, and it does not mean that I don't want him to play well. I want to see him play well more than anybody probably. He's great for the game. He's great for golf. He's great for the younger generation, you know, looking up to to see an idol to watch for on the PGA Tour. Um I don't think it's foolish. It might be, uh, I would say, don't hold your breath. (laughs) Um, Christopher Powers on Twitter wrote that Jordan Spieth getting, Jordan Spieth saying he's getting it together is like saying my diet starts on Monday. And I'm just going to leave that there because I thought that was maybe the best analogy that we've we've seen so far. And then finally, the last question is Aaron asked, why don't more 25 handicaps take lessons? And here's my thought on that. If you are a uh, 15 to 25 to 30 handicap, go get a lesson. Um, you, will be, you will be amazed at how much it will improve your quality of play, but also the amount of fun that you have on the course because you're not doing things and not understanding why they're happening. So I would highly recommend get a lesson, even if it's an online lesson. I don't know why more 25 handicaps don't take lessons. I think a lot of it's a pride thing. Um, But in my opinion, I think it's great. I started taking lessons when I was, I think five or six years old and I still get them to this day and I don't even play. I play once a week now. So um, if you, if that's something that you're interested in, I would say, you know, definitely look online. We have Travis Fulton has online lessons. We've got instructional programs, um, but there should be people in your area too, that are willing to help. And, um, it could make your experience in the golf course a lot better. So I would say I definitely recommend it, but as for this happy Friday, um, It's Friday, January 29th. And this was your happy hour express version sponsored by Encore Golf. Um, I've got my coffee, which I have not drank enough yet. And I have a lot to do today. So I really hope that you got a lot from this. You learned a little bit about what went on in the week of golf. And hey, if you're not subscribed yet to the podcast or to YouTube or liked us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, go ahead and do that. So you never miss an episode. And this is kind of something that I want to keep going in an effort to make golf talk fun. So for that being said, I really hope that you guys have a safe and healthy and happy weekend and that everybody is staying well. Um, And for that, I'm Samantha Marks and I'll see you next week. Cheers. Let's take a second to talk about the guys and girls over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation of having the most cutting edge technology in their golf balls that the industry has seen in quite some time. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is changing the script of golf technology through the perimeter weighted designs, use of high density particles, and even a nano transitional layer in their latest creation, which offers players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course and extreme velocity off the tee. They already have their award winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls, but the new Vero X1 is the highest performance ball to date with their full suit of golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com slash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.